This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Kind of liking how big this sounds. You know, grand is what I was looking for, and this is grand. Yes, exactly. Huh? Wide open spaces. Wow! From Studio C. Traditional values, senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the vowels. I almost said vowels. A E I O U. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today on a Monday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The increasingly feverish and irresponsible media. A number of the good folks have told us through the years that we mostly, I mostly get my news through you guys. I don't know what percentage. That'd take effort to figure out, and I'm a man who craves leisure. But uh, a lot of people said, yeah, I'm taking the news through you. So you've missed the fact that your so-called news media are out of their minds. Yeah. There's an example uh, last week and continued over the weekend. Maybe the worst journalism in, uh, in the history of America. Certainly in my lifetime. Anyway, we'll talk about that more later. So that one just kind of peters out? Doesn't have a big ending? We can put a big ending on it. Um... Ta-da! Yeah, I, I can fix that, actually. <laughs> What'd you guys think of it? Did you like the energy? and the? Sa- I thought it sounded good. I, I, I like- thought it was great until the disco beat kicked in. Was that some sort of like 1978 version of the, the theme yeah, from the something Phil- or other? It's the Philharmonic version, actually. Of the theme from Dallas? Is yeah, that what they, that was? Re- they redid it. and so yeah, With I, a I disco thought, beat. Yeah, they, I guess they added a little bit of that. So that was in the same period of time when the Star Wars theme was discoized and turned into a hit song. Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. A yeah, fifth you're of Beethoven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those mm. were groovy times. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they? Uh, anyway, it's a brand new week. Pregnant with possibilities. You might become regional manager. You might be walked to your car with a cardboard box. Who knows what awaits you this week? Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm disappointed, actually, because I thought we were making headway as far as media not, you know, glorifying the shooters as much, not saying the names. Well, this kid's getting a lot of attention. Yeah, I'd say. And I'm reading every little detail about what he did, what he yelled, and it's just, it's not good at all. I've seen a lot of his mug shot, which if you're going to put a picture out there, I suppose that's okay. Well, that's um, an improvement. But Slight. Uh, the first picture I saw was, once again, as if his publicist had chosen a particularly good picture to make him look as cool as possible which is a weird thing to do. And I've heard a total of uh, one commentator bring up the media's role in this, and it was quickly, they quickly moved on, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which was disappointing to me. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, Here to report the weekend box office 
uh, resulting. What? What are those words? Some of those words didn't belong there. It doesn't matter. Deadpool two. It took. It took. A poison to defeat a poison. A comic book movie was the only thing that could knock out another comic book movie out of the top spot of the box office. Infinity Wars finally dethroned as Deadpool 2 took the uh, took the top honors. $125 million domestically. It's a very fun movie. It is a comic book movie. It is not a kid's movie. Uh, do not take young children to this movie. But mm. if, uh, if you're an adult and you enjoy these sort of things, you'll absolutely love it. I, I, I had a great time. Yeah, I've been seeing some of the promos for various uh, superheroes movies during the NBA playoffs, which the Warriors won by 41 last night. Holy cow. Um, It was a closer game than it seems from the score. It was more like a 39-point game. 41. (laughs) Holy cow. Um, uh, Yeah, some of those superhero movies, my kids see, the the ad comes on, and my kids are all excited because they see a superhero. Mm -hmm. But then even the ads are too much. i got to like fast forward. Oh, boy. We don't need to see that. Right, yeah. There's yeah, Marsha. Deadpool is uh, he's a saucy fella. Very much so. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every ding dang day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing all right. We do have a special celebrity birthday today. Actor, wrestler, and motivational speaker. My computer is frozen here, Marsh. Oh, it's disappointing. <laughs> no! Look at that! We'll sing it or something. What what what, what who is it? What do you want? Mr. T, sixty-six Uh-oh. years yes. old. Penny I, the fool. I pity yes. the fool yeah. who repeats my catchphrase too often. <laughs> Mr. T's net worth one and a half million dollars. Huh? Payday wasn't quite as large as <laughs> I would have thought. One and a half mil. Yeah. Got a million and a half, so he, he owns Shimony. a home in the LA area, <laughs> yeah, probably. Right. It's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a sizable mortgage. Apparently, his income has dropped off since the A team. Apparently, so. Not as much money in Mohawks as there once was. And I don't think so, sucker. I don't know what he. Get, I don't know what he gets to come out and give you a motivational. That is speech. the. I mean, that's still a lot of money, but that's yeah. the lowest net worth of a celebrity we've ever we've ever had. Wow, yeah, so he is uh, showing up to like grand openings of car washes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's. Yeah. Uh, I heard a comedian Colin Quinn say one time. He said, "I'm way more famous than I am rich." He said, "Some some famous people are like that." Mister T apparently is one of those because he's practically a household name for several generations. Yes, <laughs> and he's got a million and a half bucks. Prediction. Financial diligence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fool. Uh, this is Mr. T. Yeah. And fool? I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. One sweetheart to another sweetheart. Love you. Mm-hmm. Love you, babe. No, I got to tighten my belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> As they say. It'd become more fiscally disciplined. So do you know the... I got to get on eBay. Sell some dreams, <laughs> fool. Do you know the myth or the lore behind his, his multiple chains that he wore I, around his neck? I do not. So, before he became famous, he was a bouncer. I believe it was at a Chicago yeah. bar. Okay. And those were the chains of the people that he had bounced out of bars. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And he he would just assemb- he would just amass these chains that he would have and kind of a, you want it, come back and get it sort of thing. Well. So, a- he's a chain snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's a jewel thief in addition to everything else. Now, no, I remember when he, for getting bounced out. When he first uh, became famous, he claimed it was some sort of tribute to the, sl- the chains the slaves wore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. No, he snatched him off of smaller guys. All right. That's you got rumor. a little too drunk. That's the story that circled around my group of friends. I had never actually asked him if that's true or not, but that, I, I choose to believe that. Maybe someday we'll get to interview Mr. T. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, May 21st, the year 2018. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here's the beginning of the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. <laughs> Hello, Gordon. Hello, Hello. Hello. 
Your Saturday morning local news cruise across oh, America. Wow. Feeling like they had to throw in a little Bush accent to cover the royal wedding. Of course, nice. I set my alarm. Yeah. I was up at 1 a.m. in a tuxedo, standing upright in front of the television. I, know, I wish you hadn't texted me. In front of my 13-inch television. I know it's on. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. And watch the royal wedding. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marsha Phillips? Al Trump ordering an investigation into the FBI spying on his campaign. You got the gun debate back again after Friday's school shootings and Harry and Meghan married, pomp, circumstance, and one pastor who stole the show. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Mm. You keep that royal wedding report brief, all right? <laughs> so I didn't follow the sports over the weekend. Uh, I assume the, uh, the Rockets didn't win a single game, as Positive Sean had predicted and bet me. So uh, I assume I'm out $50. So yeah, that's an interesting development. How, how, what, what, how do two teams play each other, and then you know, one wins by twenty-five, the next one wins by thirty, the next one wins by forty-one? What's the next game going to be? It's a game of streaks, Jack. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have the weekly shower thoughts, various uh, musings and observations from the folks. I'm going to take a look at the text line from Friday to see how the portion of the show that was left in the hands of Sean, Michael, Marshall, and. Sh- Hanson went. Oh, no, we're actually going to talk about this? Oh, oh boy. Really? Oh, yeah. I was trying to forget. Yeah. Oh, we should man. probably discuss that. Oh, boy. I was uh, blissfully unaware. <laughs> so was I, which is, I think, a god intervention. Stay tuned. Now I'm, now I'm rattled. To the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. So Trump today is going to demand an investigation into the FBI. He's going to tell the Department of Justice they need to investigate this whole, the the guy that was uh, hanging around the campaign asking questions that the FBI says uh, was, was not spying on them. Uh, as, no. as Howard Kurtz said on his show on Fox yesterday, if if you found out a guy was asking you questions and then reporting it back to the FBI and you didn't know that, how would you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a pretty good question. Yeah, and fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what would you I, think was going on there? Uh, right, right. Yeah, it's uh, definitely worth taking a look just so everybody uh, understands what was going on there. Because it's just, this thing is, is has grown wildly out of control. So a whole... Trump, Russia, campaign, Justice Department, Strzok and Page, and what's his name, Steen, and it's, it's, there's too much. Tired of it. And Somebody the, figure it out. Let and, me know. Call and, me. And the Trump campaign was, you didn't hear this because MSNBC coined this. I hate to give him so much credit, but it's pretty funny. The Trump campaign was clearly collusion curious, <laughs> <laughs> even if they didn't go through with it. Oh, even funny. if they didn't do it. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. In a different perspective on the FBI informant thing. I'll have that for you a little bit later and on. And we'll talk about the end of the show on Friday. Okay. Yeah, let's went. let's get to that. No, no rush to that. We can I <laughs> think it's best we put that aside okay. immediately. Yeah, the first part of the hour was one of the great uh, segments we've ever done in the history of the show. What? Yeah. I wasn't here. How uh, could that be? It wasn't anything That's I hurtful did. hurtful to me. Other than inviting Danny from the restaurant across the street to come over and talk <sighs> about his positive attitude, which was freaking awesome. Wow. And everybody's demanding we have him on like every Friday or once a month or something. It was so good. Interesting. It changed my weekend. It may have changed my life. Because the guy freaked me out the first time I met him. He's the most positive person I've ever met, and we talked a lot about how he keeps that attitude and why he has it and that sort of stuff. Wow, I, really will, I will check out the podcast. Yeah. Uh, mailbag. It's a song in my heart. That's what keeps me positive. <laughs> a song in your heart. <laughs> and your love of dance. Mm. <clears throat> Here are your weekly shower thoughts. is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City and thrown our way. Uh, because of the way microbes have evolved and uh, with them our immune system, if you traveled back in time with the flu, you could probably kill everyone on Earth. Boy, you're right. If it was at the right time. I mean, if it was back during the huntings and the gatherings, you, know, there, you wouldn't be able to spread a contagion easily enough. But. Like the 1700s, maybe? Your big cities, your Londons, your Parises, et cetera. We were talking about a time machine at the dinner table last night, and they were throwing out one they'd go back to, and I said, I'd go back to last Tuesday <laughs> when uh, when Mom made that apple pie. <laughs> Dad! If you had a time machine, you'd go back to last Tuesday? Yeah. That was yeah, a pretty good day. That was a good day. <laughs> Sunshiny. It's kind of warm, but not too warm. Such a dad answer. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> College apartments are where furniture goes to die. Well, that is so true. My son is moving from his post-college apartment, which he dragged some of his college furniture with him to, and has decided he doesn't want a bunch of possessions, and he certainly doesn't want big, heavy, ugly possessions. Sure. And so now he's trying to figure out, what do I do with this stuff? And it's 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 more difficult than it ought to be to get rid of big, heavy junk, especially if you're broke. Which he is, more or less. Well, in the, the the college town I live near, there's like one day a year where everybody puts their old furniture out front of their house or whatever. And oh. then everybody else just drives around. They kind of, everybody just exchanges like old ugly furniture. I like but it. But it ends up disappearing. I've yeah. still got my college couch. It's in the uh, it's in the shop. Great, Scott. How's it look? Uh, it's, it's headed to the dump. It finally gave out. Uh, yeah. Not that long ago, but uh, it's got like staples sticking out of it. <laughs> well, Declan has got cut on it, and I don't want, really want that. Oh, happen. Lord, no. That's that's not a good couch. But it was. If it cuts people. It's the couch I had in, in college. It's yeah. not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Deco has positive and negative role models in his life, and one of the negative role models in his life, or at least some people would suggest that, uh, that describes being a young person. They told being him surrounded by positive and negative role models. <laughs> well, one role model that vacillates between positive and negative suggested that if he just kind of uh, put it out in his apartment complex in the middle of the night with a sign that says free on it, it goes it no longer his problem. Well, somebody would take it probably. Is, and, is it sittable? If it's sittable, well, it's, it's not a couch. It. It's actually a big old heavy desk and a dresser he doesn't want anymore. Yeah, it almost certainly go. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, the role model set. Oh. <laughs> I said, just put it out in the middle of the night. 
hilarious. Well, it's not like it's not like it's a, a, a pile of like radioactive dog crap or something. Or, or it's non, usable furniture, or a non-working washing machine or something. Right, that's yeah. garbage. Oh no, this is a commodity that's of value to someone, and he lives in a gritty, gritty neighborhood where people might say, "Oh, honey, a dresser, a dresser for the kids." Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how often that stuff falls off a truck and lands on the side of the road also. Well, I'm not going to have them dump it in the wilderness. I mean, but so uh, let's see. This is kind of an old-timey movie reference, but it's, uh, I kind of like it. The Invisible Man could have had a perfectly happy, ordinary relationship with a blind person. Mm. It's true. Wouldn't have cared that he disappeared. Uh, a rap battle is just two men writing poetry about how strongly they feel about one another. <laughs> That's nice. And finally, this is for all the moms, dad, grandma, grandpas out there, siblings, cousins. Watching a graduation ceremony is like sitting through a movie that's entirely end credits. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, boy. How soon is this over? Uh, let's see. Here's a nice note from, uh, from Robbie who suggests that we, we all are the Golden State Warriors of radio. Very flattering comparison. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Steph Curry is Jack Armstrong, sometimes gets hurt, i.e. is not there, but undeniably great. I was a little butt hurt that I didn't get to be Steph Curry until he said, Joe Getty is Draymond Green, the enforcer, the show's backbone and moral compass. And I punch people in their genitals. (laughs) A A lot. A lot. Sometimes. Sometimes is a lot. Most people do it never. <laughs> That's a good point. Clay Thompson, Marshall Phillips, always there, maybe underappreciated. Uh, Hanson is Kevin Durant, an addition who proved to be well worth the sacrifice, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Michelangelo is Steve Kerr, the overarching mastermind who chips in some wisdom to the main stars. And Positive Sean is Andre Iguodala, the important fifth or sixth man who shores up the show and fills any role as needed. I would Very like nice. to know just one minute in my life what it felt like to be Steph Curry in the third quarter of yesterday's basketball game. I would like oh, to know Lord. what that feels like when you're doing that shoulder shimmy because you're so freaking cool. And there's 20,000 <laughs> people roaring with all their might, their love for you. Right. That would be nice. And you're yelling into the crowd, this is my effing house. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe I'll go home and yell at it. The dog. The dog. The dog. I'll have to talk about the dog later. Um, and how weirdly accurate Baxter's Twitter account is. Mm. Baxter Getty's Twitter account is spot on. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Laurel Yanni garbage from last week. I heard Yanni. Which well, was the yeah. one that we all heard? Laurel. Laurel. Yeah. I heard Yanni in a different tape, which is interesting. Well, here it is. It's about Russian hackers and spies. My understanding is the Laurel Yanni recording is two different words, each played at a different frequency so that one can only be heard at a time. Didn't you guys do a story a week ago about how hackers, uh, the yeah, Russians, the Chinese right. are worse, Big Zuckerberg might use similar tricks to play secret commands. Okay, that's interesting. For yeah. your Echoes and Google Homes, etc. Yeah, they can play stuff that only the uh, the your Alexa will hear or whatever. That could be going on there. Yeah, yeah TJ in grad school signs off uh, K-S-A-P-A-F-H-B-O-M-T-M-S-L. Keep saying, Alexa, please add 500 bags of marshmallows to my shopping list. <laughs> P.S. My Gmail wants to correct Zuckerberg to rubbernecker, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> well, we enjoyed it, too, TJ. Thanks for the note. Uh, we got to get caught up on a bunch of stuff. Trump tweeting a lot over the weekend. Marshall next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Did you see that Obama's education secretary, Arnie Duncan, is in favor of this idea of pulling your kids out of school until there's major, major legislation on gun control? Wow. Yeah. Wow. The former secretary of education says all parents should pull their kids out of school until there's legislation passed on gun control. Gun control. We'll talk about that more later. That's 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 quite a thing. Yep. Uh, let's get to the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump intensifying his pressure on the Justice Department by demanding it investigate whether the FBI infiltrated his presidential campaign. Trump tweeting on Sunday, I hereby demand, and will do so officially tomorrow, that the Department of Justice look into whether or not the FBI, DOJ, infiltrated or surveilled the Trump campaign for political purposes, and if any such demands or requests were made by people within the Obama administration, exclamation point. What's the old guy's name? We can mention it on our show, can't we? Some news outlets are holding back, even though it's all over the place. Oh, yeah, the Cambridge professor dude? Who this dude is. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he was he was hanging out and asking yeah. questions. So, what, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Yeah. Reporting yeah. back to the FBI. How about them Russians? You've been talking to them much? They're funny guys, aren't they? Uh, so when was last time? The, the leaking of yeah. his name and everything is its own story. Should, yes. should that have been out there and should have been reported? Yeah, New York Times and Washington Post weren't going to do anything with it, but uh, New York Post jumped on it. Uh-huh. You, want, you want the name? Doesn't matter. All right. It's not going to have any effect Nobody on it. Nobody cares. Anybody. I read it a bunch of times over, over the yeah, weekend. I don't remember it. All right. That's how important it was to me. Richard Fitzwell. <laughs> after, after Trump's tweet, the Justice Department asked its inspector general to expand the existing investigation of the FBI actions in the Russia probe. So that occurred just hours after Trump made the tweeted demand. I need to do more reading about this. I was reading the uh, a piece that a former uh, counterintelligence agent in the FBI wrote. She teaches at Yale. And she's saying counterintelligence investigations have a different purpose than criminal ones. They're not trying to find evidence of a crime. Their goal is to identify, monitor, and neutralize foreign intelligence agents in the United States. Uh, in other words, they weren't about the Trump campaign. They were like... What are the Russians trying to do to the Trump right. campaign? Right. How are they trying to use them? How are they trying to infiltrate it and and screw with them or use them to Russian purposes? So she's saying, no, the perspective wasn't at all about busting Trump. It was about neutralizing Russia in case they were messing with us. So, so protecting we'll see Trump. Where, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in effect. Yeah. God dang it, though. I mean, so uh, so any campaign, you send the FBI into the campaigns to ask questions and report back to the FBI. FBI, and the idea, we're, we're protecting you. Oh, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing to do and fraught with danger. God, I'd say. On the other hand, if you get word Russian agents are infiltrating the campaign, what are you going to do? I don't know. Texas Governor Greg Abbott asking for a moment of silence this morning in honor of the victims of Friday's school shooting in Santa Fe. The governor's statement calling the shooting an act of evil and called for swift and meaningful action to protect our students. The state's lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, telling CNN several things need to happen to address gun violence, and it really needs to start at home. A gun ownership, and I'm a proud gun owner, that comes with responsibility of gun control in your home. Be sure that your kids and grandkids, or anyone who might have access to your home, uh, cannot get your guns. Kelly Clarkson, speaking out in favor of gun control, she uh, hosted the Billboard Music Awards on Sunday and said at the start of the show she wanted to dedicate the night to the victims of the shooting at Santa Fe High School. Why don't we change what's happening? Because it's horrible. And 
And mamas and daddies should be able to send their kids to school, to church, to movie theaters, to clubs. You should be able to live your life without that kind of fear. So we need to do better. I All agree right, with yeah, you, and it great. is horrible, and right. it's awful every single time it happens. And I had no words to even discuss it on Friday, because how, what are you going to do? Have the same conversation right. again. But what do you want to do, darling? Well, right. And I wish, you wish, your various gun control ideas would work, but they won't. I mean, they might help. I, I like what the governor was talking about. That's responsible gun ownership, etc. Mentally ill people shouldn't be getting guns, blah, blah, blah. None of that stuff, you know, the, the gun laws, as written, wouldn't have affected the one on Friday at all. But what would have, and this is true over and over again, is this contagion of, of aggressive militant victimhood where my grievance is so serious that I get to hurt people because mine is righteous. We need to teach the, the art of, of, of dealing with setbacks in life. Guy was jilted by a girl. So is effing everybody. Once or 50 times. You lost out on a job. You got booted off the football team. You weren't popular. What, where, what happened to the moral teachings that would equip people to deal with setbacks? What happened to the role models who, who taught you, yeah, I'm pissed and I'm discouraged, but I know how to act like a man and or a young woman and deal with it with my head held high instead of seeking vengeance for every imagined slight? What's happened to that in our society? So you weren't in the room uh, when I mentioned this. So uh, Obama's Secretary of Education, Arne Duncan, is going along. It likes the idea of parents pulling their kids out of school until legislation is passed to do something about these shootings. Kids actually being pulled out of school, boycotting U.S. schools. Mm. Well, that's something from the secretary, former Secretary of Education. Yeah, does he have something in particular in mind? No. Until something is done. Legislation is passed. What legislation that would be constitutional, that would have an effect on these? Yeah. I don't know. I was talking to my son about a similar topic in a way as a uh, Portlandia or um, he's talking about, you know, the, the homeless and the bums and the crazy people and the rest of it. And, and, and he, you know, he stated that a lot of the policies and about dealing with the problem is just getting them out of sight, out of the way. Yeah, and that's, that's wrong. My policy. Blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, you know, that that may be true. And I get it. I see what you're expressing. But actual public policy is way, way harder than slogans. It's way harder than sentiments. And, you know, Kelly Clarkson, God bless well, she's a she's a singer in what? She's 30 years old. I don't expect her to have the answer. I didn't ask her for one. On the other hand, that, that does us nothing. No good. Her saying, we got to stop this. We've got to change. Yay. Great. Tell me that advanced the discussion one iota. It didn't. Well, I had the feeling many times, as I have several times this year, of we've got to do something about this. Right. That what that is, is practically though, universal. What yeah. that would be is not uh, agreed upon. In the NBA playoffs, you got the Warriors now up two games to one in the Western Conference Finals after routing the Rockets 126 to 85 in Oakland. Steph Curry. That's 41 points if you didn't do the math. Steph Curry draining five three pointers on his way to notching 35 points last night. Oh, he wants this shot right here. Oh, he makes a move. The old shake and bake to win the Warriors NBA record setting 16th straight home playoff victory surpassing the Bulls' previous high of 15. Warriors are pretty ridiculous. 
the league will have to do something about them. Well, you so, just got to wait for them to age. Yeah. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> wait till they get old. And the Cavaliers attempt to build off Game 3 when they host the Celtics in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Thank you, Marshall. It's a culture, not a costume. <laughs> At the Quicken Loans Arena tonight. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Certainly not a demeaning little cartoon leprechaun with his fists out. What about the suffering of my people, the Irish? We're fine. We're over it. That's what about it. We can uh, revisit Friday briefly. The 9 o'clock hour. There's tons of so much. The president's been tweeting. I mean, there's lots to cover. The now now legendary 9 o'clock hour. Let's lay it all out on the table. Dissect it. Analyze what went wrong. And then move on. Assign blame. Assign. Oh, that's that's part of all our meetings. All our meetings. Now the assignments of blame. (laughs) My finger was sore from hitting the delay. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I think any good manager knows assigning blame is how you. It's how you get things accomplished. And do it in public. Actually, all the blame goes to me. So, oh boy. Um. Uh. Done. Yeah. We got to get into the news of the weekend. So, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Did you see Hillary at Yale giving the commencement address in the Russian hat? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. God, is her act tired. <laughs> stay, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The fertility rate is at a record low for the second straight year. The infant shortage is so bad now, our airlines have to play tapes of baby crying. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that fertility rate. It's, it's, it's dropped off. That's that's the, really the biggest story in America. It'll take a while to unfold its importance, but that's a huge deal. Politics is waves. Demographics is the tide. More more goat yoga on television. Jeez, that's a it gets more attention. Wow. Is anybody actually? That's, that's we're years into the the craze, and is it's anybody, still a craze. But is anybody actually doing it, or is it just one of those things that sounds kind of funny? Everybody does it once, tweets and posts to Instagram, right. and then you know laughs about it. Yeah, all right. I don't, they got to put something on TV, I guess. <laughs> Well, clearly they have to put something on. Just like we had to put something on the radio Friday. Yeah, what happened? I'm completely in the uh, dark about this. Well, the 9 o'clock hour was interesting. As I mentioned, I invited in Danny from across the street, the restaurant, to come over because Uh I've encountered him, well, practically every day when I go over to get a one-pound slice of banana bread because I'm on a diet. (laughs) Um, I ate more donuts this weekend than maybe any weekend in my entire life. Wow. How many donuts did I probably eat? Wow. Maybe seven? At your advanced age, still setting new highs. Wasn't a good idea if I was 22 <laughs> to eat seven donuts in a weekend. Wow. Wow. You know what? And you know why I ate them? I can't imagine. Because they were there. <laughs> That's why Bill Clinton was so angry at himself. I did it because I could. My wife had a big event in which a whole bunch of donuts were there and they didn't all get eaten. So we had a big box of fresh from a donut shop donuts sitting on the counter. Hmm. 
And for me, anyway, I either got to throw those away or I'm going to eat them. Yeah. Every now and then when I walk by, I have one. one it's your kryptonite. It is. Anyway, uh, so Friday, uh had Danny in from the restaurant to talk about his positive attitude. Struck me, every time I've talked to him, it strikes me how he's the most positive person I think I've ever met. And he does have a life's philosophy on that. And we got a whole bunch of texts from people who really enjoyed that. Thought it was important. I encountered several situations over the weekend where I thought, how would Danny react to this? Maybe I'll get a bracelet that says WWDD. What would Danny do? Mm -hmm. But it was it was really good. Want want donuts donuts. (laughs) 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 But I had to leave early because uh, we finally got a uh, psychiatrist appointment for our son, which we've been trying to get into for three months. Yeah. And so it was a a topic. It it, it is. It is a topic in itself. Well, you want to talk about a field that needs more people. Although, did somebody tell me they limit the number of those? Yes, absolutely. How yeah. crazy is that? Speaking of crazy. Try to get a dermatologist. Speaking of Try crazy. To get almost any specialty. So, in the United States of America. United, magnited states. With capitalism in theory as our principle, we limit the number of certain areas of doctors that you can yeah, have? The professional guilds with the approval of the medical schools. Why would they you limit do that? that number. So keep the profits high. I don't know. At what point do you up the number when you have to wait three months to get an appointment? The fact that nobody even knows it's happening is amazing. Good scam. I'll tell you that. But let's not get into that because then you'll have doctors saying, yeah, I can barely pay off my medical bills because reimbursement rates are so low. Now you're going to flood my profession. So I don't know. It's a mess. There's something between wait three months to get in and flooding a profession. I hear you. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Unless the government has artificially suppressed prices and allowed big business to move in in ways that are completely opaque. Nobody understands what's going on. Anyway, anyway. so I had to leave uh, early and put the show in the hands of Marshall, Sean, Michael, and Hanson. And I would say, while there were some negative texts, um, just a couple. Just a couple. I mean, we do segments. We'll do a segment today that gets a hell of a lot more negative texts than you guys got. I guarantee you. People and, love me. And we have re- <laughs> and we have replaced people that were awful before. And uh and and people hated us compared to them. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Some people like uh, crap. So I would say, you know, I didn't hear it. This is what's interesting though. Talking about God intervening is um I'm uh, I'm driving to the it's already stressful. I'm driving to right. see a psychiatrist for my little 6-year-old who's got all kinds of problems and the family has problems because of this. You know, I'm already uh you know on 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 red. In terms of uh, intensity. And I think, do I want to listen to this? My radio stopped working. What? My oh. radio actually quit working in my car. Tis hey. the hand of God. I could, listen, I could listen to like music and stuff like through my phone, but the radio portion, I couldn't get anything to work. To go, and Michael. then... Wow. Excellent news, Michael. The kill switch worked. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. to go, nice. I actually yes. could not listen to you guys. As I drove to the uh, doctor's appointment. I was Googling how to do that literally right before you left. I'm so happy that it worked. It was God doing for me what I could not do for myself. Ignore this. Wow. Because <laughs> I should have said to myself, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I got th- th- this to worry about, you know, whatever. Boy, but you tried to flip it on. Yes, which would have tortured me. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and I couldn't right. listen to it. And That's when I, a compliment, guys. And when I, it would have tortured yeah, it. Yeah, right. And when I came out and turned the turned the car back on, the radio worked fine. Wow. I am not kidding. Wow. Divine intervention. <laughs> Freaky, man. It freaky. is freaky. It's the only yeah. time in the couple of years I've owned that yeah. vehicle that the radio has not worked. 
God intervened. Ah! <laughs> you need a break. You need to relax a little before you show up to the psychiatrist's appointment. Wow, Do you need to know the Game of Thrones news I shared during that segment? Oh, I can tell no. it to you again. Oh, no, okay. I'm sure okay. it was concise yeah. and no, the few, entertaining. The few, I kept myself to a minute as per show tradition. Did you gong yourself? Yeah, yeah. The few <laughs> negative texts we did get were fairly negative. So <laughs> <laughs> They okay. made up for the lack of more. Well, I'll tell you what we learned. This is not a surprise to me. Having been physically sick and finding out that uh, it's as much an art as it is a science, they're guessing a lot. Yeah, Not their fault, but they, they do their best. Doctors, they guess. You get into mental stuff, they're really guessing, of oh, course. Yeah. And so you, you try a drug, you'll find out in three weeks. You start it down and find out in three weeks whether or not it works. Yeah. And then you got to figure out, you know, what side effects are happening because of this or that. And then if you try a different, if you switch to a different one, then you wait another three weeks or a month right. to see if that one works. Wow. Which just shows you to getting back to like the homeless problem. The whole. Uh, taking care of mental people yelling we need to help the mentally ill there's so many mentally ill what are you going to do and how are you going to do that if you if you if you're a parent spending all the time and money you can on somebody with mental problems it's almost impossible right so how are you going to do it for somebody against their will who's on the street getting back to the incredible difficulty of actual public policy as opposed to sloganeering yeah. but slogans get people to the polls unfortunately so anyway The great H.L. Mencken suggested uh, hanging unsuccessful uh, candidates for the presidency because they roam the countryside scaring children, etc. Which brings us to Hillary Clinton at Yale. We'll talk about that in a few moments. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.